You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Let's talk all about being the expert. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And today I want to talk about how you are the expert. Now, you are the subject matter expert in your field. However, I've always hated that term expert. I guess it comes down to self-worth. I've never felt like the expert. Sure, I knew some stuff and I knew that I knew some stuff, but I'm not the expert. There are other people who know just as much as me or more than me when it comes to all of the things I know. But so the word expert really made me feel kind of uncomfortable. However, it's a term you have to get used to if you want to build a course, because the truth is that students are looking up to you as an expert. They buy your content because they trust that you know what you're talking about. They buy your content because they trust that you are the expert in the field, that you're going to teach them the things that you say that you know. Now, you might not have to use the exact word expert, but the truth is you do have to own the fact that you know something and that the stuff you know is good stuff. And that can take a little bit of getting used to. So today we're going to talk all about being the expert or how we do that in a course and how we get across to students that we are that. And part of the reason that I want to talk about this is because I see so many examples in courses I'm working on and with clients I'm working with where we don't own this. We don't own this in our behavior as part of our sales process. And then we don't own it once we're inside the course. We're flimsy with what we say. We don't back the things up that we're saying. We don't support ourselves, And because of that, we get this weird feeling that, oh, maybe I don't really trust that person. Maybe they don't really know what they're talking about. But the truth is you do know what you're talking about. You are the expert. Okay. Let's step into this. So three things you can do that will build you as an expert in your course. One, build trust. So part of being an expert is that we need them to trust the fact that you know what you're talking about. And so what you really need to do if you want to increase course sales and get people into your course so that you can actually teach them is build trust. Now, trust forms in lots of different ways and it does form over time, but especially when it comes to trusting that you know what you're talking about, that means you need to show that you know what you're talking about. Share your knowledge through your social media, share your knowledge through email automations, through your freebies, show up and show that you know what you're talking about. It might be that you have a podcast so you can talk about the subject matter. So people go, ah, that's kind of cool. She knows what she's talking about. Exhibit A, right? You might have been a guest on people's podcasts. You might do webinars. You might run free workshops, but The best thing you can do if you're trying to sell a course is give yourself the opportunity to show people that you know what you're talking about. Give them the opportunity to see a little insight into the fact that, oh, she can answer those questions. Oh, that's an interesting video. I've never thought about that thing that way. Oh, that was really cool. I'd love to learn more about that. But we need to give people the opportunity to fall in love with us and trust us. Otherwise, they're not going to buy a course from a cold sales page because they don't trust that you're the person they can learn from. A big part of that building trust is getting out and getting visible, but sharing knowledge through that process so that they can see that you know what you're talking about. The second part of being seen as an expert then is being assertive. Now, I'm 
careful in the way I say this because actually I'm probably one of the least assertive people you've ever met. Um, I hate conflict. I hate boundaries and I'm really bad at all of it. I'm an avid people pleaser. So assertiveness is not really in my zone of expertise, but we can be assertive with the language that we use and especially internally. So for example, I was working with a client recently and inside their welcome, there's a, you know, course objectives, what you'll learn from this program, kind of a page. And the wording on their page was, ideally you might learn And then there was a list of things. And so I had to stop them and say, no, 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 no. Right. When you said to me, oh, ideally you might learn, it makes me lose all trust that you're actually going to teach me those things, right? There's no assertiveness in that language. There's a lot of doubt in that language. Now I get it. They were in an industry where they can't say you will learn. They can't offer outcome guarantees. And I, I get that. Like, so often I would say to people, say you will learn and that's fine. But you're, if you're in a government department or whatever else, sometimes you can't say you will learn because you can't promise or guarantee them an outcome. And I get that. So instead you can say things like we will cover. Now that is truth. In the content in the following pages, we will cover this information. I'm not promising you you'll learn it, um, but it is there. It will be covered. But when we say things like, ah, ideally you might learn, it takes away any of the assertiveness from our language and it takes away any trust that we know what we're talking about because we're so doubtful in the way we explain it. Really look at your language in your freebies, in your opt-ins, in your sales page, but also once they get inside the course. If you start by leading with things like, oh, we'll just do this. Oh, we might do that. Oh, you may. There's no certainty in any of that, right? So we leave the sense of doubt lingering and doubt lingering is one of the worst things we can do when we're trying to teach someone something because we need them to trust that we know what we're talking about. Part three of that end is that you can still be honest about your knowledge and have doubt. It is okay. So for example, you might be running a live Q&A and you might get something asked and you just don't know the answer. And having worked with several course creators, one of their biggest fears was the fact that they'd run a live Q&A or they'd host a session for their students and that they'd be asked something they didn't know the answer to. And honestly, it really doesn't matter. Most people are very accepting if you say, you know what, that's a great question and you're the first person to ask that and I don't know but I will find out for you. Or, ah, that's awesome. I've got some ideas, but I want to go and research and make sure I give you the right answer for you. Or I want to go away and find the right option for you. Leave it with me and I'll email you back later today with the answer for you. Most people are very accepting of the fact that you might not on the top of your head have the exact right answer for them. And that's perfectly okay. Be honest with them. It doesn't take away from any of the trust that we've built or any of the assertive language that we were using. If you get that one or two little twisty turny ones where you go, huh, great question. And I have no idea, but I will find out. They respect the honesty and they still then respect you as an educator. And it doesn't take away from the fact that you've built all of those other great bits and pieces along the way. Don't be scared about the fact that you might get that one question that you just don't know the answer to. Firstly, because actually I find that when people are in Q&As, you do know the answers to like 99.9% of the things if you trust yourself. And it's rare that that odd thing might come up. But if it does come up, it's genuinely not a problem. You handle it carefully and just say, that's a great question. And I want to make sure I get the exact answer that's right for you. I'll go and double check for you and I'll come back to you. And it doesn't cause any problems at all. Okay, so let's talk about an action step because you cannot build a course by listening to me talk about courses. And today we've been talking all about you being the expert. What I'd love you to go back and do then is go back and double check that you are representing yourself as the expert. So you might look for ways that you can show your knowledge before they come to your course and look for ways that you can demonstrate that you are the expert and you you do know what you're talking about. 
You might go away and look for ways in your language that you're undermining yourself. Take out words on your sales page like might, may, and just, and replace them with language that is more direct, that is more confident, that is more certain. Um, If in doubt, remember that it is okay not to know all of the answers. By representing yourself as the expert, they're not expecting you to know 100% of everything all the time. They want you to be truthful and honest with them, but recognize the fact that you do know a lot. And that's the reason that you want to share this information in a course with them. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street, but please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.